Welcome to the Building PA Podcast, the voice of the construction industry throughout Pennsylvania, presented by PJ Dick. Here are your co-hosts, Chris Martin and John O'Brien. Hello and welcome to the Building PA Podcast. I am co-host John O'Brien from the Keystone Contractors Association, joined as always by Chris Martin. Hello, Chris. Hello, John. And uh, hello, everyone. This is Chris Martin, and I'm with Atlas Marketing, and we tell stories for people who build things. And yet again, we have a, an interesting and exciting uh, story to talk about today, especially as it relates to construction. John, what do you think? We do. We do. We got a good day planned here. Um, you know, our listeners know, you know, we're in the second season of the podcast, and from time to time we would blurt out messages like, could you host us at your training center or your job site or whatever? So Alexander Construction heard that message and they invited us to the Barton Mallow Alexander Project uh, at the Penn State Health Hampton Medical Center in good old Enola, Pennsylvania. That is a mouthful. Yes, absolutely. So uh, we're recording episodes today at the job site, which is exciting. It is exciting. It's, and it's been a, a very... Uh, Fun-filled day, I will say. Yes. A little stressful, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to lie, but uh, yes, we're good. getting there. Yeah. So as you know, we like to talk a lot about workforce development. You know, we, we've had various training directors on from across the state, um, and today I'm excited. We have some uh, employees from the McClure Company. We have Megan White, a pipe fitter from Plumbers Local 520, fourth-year apprentice. Hello. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> And to her right, we have uh, Roxanne Harpster, a sheet metal worker, Local 19, with 36 glorious, amazing <laughs> years in the industry. Yes, <laughs> welcome. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank so, you for joining us. Yeah, so welcome. Uh, how did we get here today? What's the journey to this seat? Should <laughs> <laughs> <your> Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Megan. Uh, I have four years in the local. Um, I'm third generation, so my grandfather was in and happily retired from Local 520. My dad is currently in the local and actually on the same job site I am on today. Uh, he has 22 years in the local and I applied and six months later I got a call for my first job and here I am now. That's great. Yeah. A little baptism by fire, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, my story is um, raised as a tomboy. Um, did a lot of things with my father outside, hunting, fishing, hiking, fixing things. Um, and then um, went to college uh, looking for a job. Saw a ad in the paper for construction workers, um, women and minorities encouraged to apply. This was back in 84, 83 actually. Um, got that job, um, had to research what a sheet metal worker actually does so I could do the interview. Um, worked about nine months non-union and then uh, heard about the union and thought I, I wanna be part of that. I, I want to make a living wage. So I applied and got in and um, did my four years of apprenticeship. Um, and here I am today, 36 years later, getting ready to retire on my pension. Awesome. 
Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. That's, uh, that's quite a feat. It is. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Well, Megan, you, you mentioned that your father's working on this job site with you. And uh, talk a little bit about that, because that's, that's a pretty unique thing. Yeah. Uh, after I graduated from college, he was just kind of asking what I was going to do. And he pushed me to apply, and I applied. And after almost four years, now we're finally on the job site together. <laughs> For the first time, so mm -hmm. that's really neat. Cool. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's one of the really cool things about the construction industry, John. You know, like yes. you you can have a story like that, and it's not just, um, oh yeah, my dad started a company and I'm working with him. But you're doing so many different things, and I think that's really a, a really neat, a very unique uh, situation. So congratulations to you and your father. Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. So, uh, like I said early on, we like to always promote workforce development and talk about the, the topic. Um, over your four years or over your, your career, Roxanne, do, have, have either of you seen an increase in, in women in the trades? Have you seen levels spike at all? Um, not enough, I always say. Um, the numbers are increasing. Um, I think an interesting um, thing to think about, like Megan is a third generation um, building trades person, and for people who don't have that uh, relative uh, or connection, um, they're not always aware or they're not always um, secure in, in uh, getting into this building trades where things are just a little different and there's a lot more men than there are women so I would agree on that um, most we're, of our local is family members you have to know we're getting better yeah. right we're getting better the unions are getting better at reaching out yeah and I think that's the biggest thing you got to reach out to high schools you got to reach out to your CTCs and show that women and men can both be tradesmen mm -hmm. just the same yeah yeah and it's i know we we've done some recruitment campaigns for for unions in the past and and it's funny because exactly what you said is always the goal you know you got to get to high school kids and tell them that there's alternatives and i know roxanne you mentioned your pension you know like most high school kids coming out of well, most people don't think about a pension yeah and so it's funny that that there is that element of hey here's here's that forward thinking and, and where you're gonna go with that that's 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 hats off to both of you for mm -hmm. for, for that that mentality you know yeah. yeah so you mentioned you know talk to high school students and reaching out to high school if a high school female student approached you and said you know should I consider a career in construction how would you respond um, I would uh tell them that they need to like the outdoors, that um, they need to be self-motivated with a very strong work ethic because you work independently an awful lot. Um, there's no time clock and uh, nobody's watching when you take break and when you leave for lunch and so forth. So, um, And you just have to enjoy getting dirty and <laughs> working in a team uh, enjoying during I, it's kind of like 
being a cop, like on the cop shows where you have partners, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'll, I'll work with a, my coworker maybe for nine months every day, side by side, and then may not see him again for another 10 years, you know, <laughs> work for somebody yeah. else. So you meet a lot of different people. And Oh yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things is you can meet hundreds of people just on this job and you'll see them again three, four, five years down the road and be like, hey, do you remember yeah. when we were on that job together? Yeah. Yeah. But you can work with one partner for two months or you can work with one partner for a year or more. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of team effort and uh, I would say go for it. The benefits and everything. And there's not many 24, 25 year olds that can say they have what I have. You know, yeah. with health, yeah. health benefits, a pension that's going up every day. Yeah. And a healthy paycheck. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And the money. Yep. Yeah. And the dirt washes yeah. off at the end of the it day. Does. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that I'm in, in, intrigued, though, with this conversation is that both of you have mentioned time and time again pension. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm 50 years old. I, I you know, mm-hmm. And so the fact that I don't even have a pension, you know, like, and I've never really thought about a pension. Uh, again, hats off to you guys for that, yeah. because to, to think about that future is something uh, yeah. that is, is pretty good, pretty strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the biggest goal for us. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. got to have enough pension credits to comfortably yeah. retire at the and end. And you got to work. I mean, you got to put in the hours yep. to get the pension. Yeah. You actually have to be on the job site to get the pension. So if you're good worker you get more hours yeah. most of the true. time most yeah. of the time yeah, <laughs> yeah. well Megan is a, is a fourth year apprentice what what are some of those things that you need to plan for to get that pension well there's some things that are required to be able to top out as a journeyman um, we have five uh, certifications that we have to get including our plumbing license weld certs, med gas, rigging certification, and crane signaling. So that makes us more employable in the end and also gives us a responsibility that we have to have that completed to make that next step as a journeyman. So it it helps us and then any any training that you want after that you got to put the extra time in and you know, it's a sacrifice, but it makes you more employable and makes more money down the road. Yeah. And our unions provide uh, great training opportunities for furthering your skills. Yes. Yeah. Free. Free. Yeah. Free training. Yeah. You just got to sacrifice your time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Decent trade-off. Yep. Not bad. Yep. Not bad. Yeah. So prior to, you know, joining the union, did you have any expectations or fears or concerns at all? <laughs> I wouldn't say I had any fears, but you know, my dad has been in this for more than 20 years now and he kind of said, you know, just do your best and get that good reputation for yourself and you'll be you'll be employed throughout your entire apprenticeship and then you'll run work and move up the chain from there. That's good. And, and as far as the chain that you just talked about, what are your, you know, do you have 
aspirations beyond being an apprentice? Oh, of course. Um, you know, it's really just how far you want to take it. You know, I'd like to run work as a foreman and even further beyond that, project manager. I could work in, in the shop as the head of the shop or even doing CAD. We do so much yeah. in our in just our local that's a variety of things. Mm-hmm. That's real, uh, that is a variety, I think, is a good word there. <laughs> yeah. You know, just, just from that. That's great. That's good. Well, Roxanne, you mentioned, you know, working outside and, and, and your, your, your love of the outdoors. How does that tie into working in the construction industry? Um, well, um, sometimes I'm on the roof in the sun. Right now, I'm not. <laughs> Somebody else is. Um, it's hot and humid here. Yeah. Uh, there's no air conditioning. Uh, when we were here in the winter, uh, there was uh, freezing cold and wind and rain blowing in and working in the water. And you just have to love all that that Mother Nature dishes out and just. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. condition. Yeah. We yeah. can work in any condition. Yeah. yeah. Rain, yeah. snow. Hot, yep. sunny, yep. anything. Yeah. You gotta be prepared for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely prepared. And you're allowed to complain too, yeah. but just a little. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but nobody listens, right? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Doesn't change anything. Yeah. So, you know, we're talking to employees from McClure. Alexander's on the project as well as, as the joint venture partner. Two firms. You know, known for safety and have great safety practices and safety records. Any sort of comments related to safety with this project? Anything that sticks out or? Um, like I said, um, McClure is, is very good with their safety, very reasonable, um, diligent. Um, they uh, provide us with the necessary safety equipment and help us figure out. Uh, the safest way to do things and get us the equipment that is necessary to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a very safe job, I think. Yeah, it even says it on our hard hat, McClure safe. There you go. Smart, alert, focused every time. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Because yeah. when businesses shut down in Pennsylvania, you know, your your workforce and your you your people, your, uh, you know, McClure and this job site was considered essential workers. Mm-hmm. At any time, did you feel unsafe at all, or uh, uh, concerns? No. no, no, no. I I don't have any underlying health issues, and nor does no. my husband. Um, and I don't have elderly parents or in-laws, no. so I didn't have that concern. I think McClure did a great job, though. Uh, we kind of pushed to get all the safety regulations kind of pushed ahead of. You know everybody else, mm-hmm. so we got the temperature checks. Plumbers yeah. and pipe fitters who did that. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know we we kind of spearheaded the nurses being here to give the temperature checks, and it kind of helped us, you know, make a name and mm-hmm. show that we are concerned about safety mm-hmm. here and off the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we had a safety panel probably early April just to allow some safety directors to share best practices. Mm-hmm. And we actually had Tom Scott from McClure and then mm-hmm. Darren, Darren Reck from Alexander. And mm-hmm. Everyone was very impressed and they talked a lot about this project. 
and this project being the Penn State Health Hampton Medical Center. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yes, thank well you. Well done. <laughs> yes. Go Penn State. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Roxanne is a sheet metal worker. Megan is a pipe fitter. What's the difference? <laughs> well, I think the biggest difference is she deals with square that holds air and I deal with circles that hold air and water and gas and <laughs> anything else you want to compressed air yeah you yeah. Compressed, compressed air, air. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um, I start out with a flat sheet of metal in a fabrication shop and um, most of the ductwork that I install has been uh, formed been been uh, created in a local sheet metal shop uh, whereas Megan buys pipe off the rack most of the time and fittings off the rack. Yep, um, and then we build it on site. So oh. she, they build theirs in the shop and you know send it and we get ours delivered here and we build it on site. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of a difference, but... Mm -hmm. Mine's generally bigger <laughs> than yours too. <laughs> <laughs> on this job probably. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's fair, and I would imagine too with for for a health uh, healthcare facility like this, the sheet metal is, and and the plumbing. I mean, everything is yes. so vital to that. Yeah. But the keeping ultimately keeping patients safe, keeping yes. it clean, and those type of things yes. is something that you guys are dealing with every day. You're right. The ventilation mm -hmm. in the hospital is very important. Right. Cleanliness, mm -hmm. of course. Yeah. And sheet metal is always a little bit ahead of us. Hopefully, you know, well, we try. <laughs> because this job was planned so well. Mm -hmm. well. Sheet metal was the first ones in yeah. to get our duct work above everybody else. Well, yeah, you got the biggest thing to put in yep. the ceiling. Mm -hmm. yep. yeah. So yeah. generally, the sheet yep. metal is always yep. just a little bit ahead of everything else yep. mm -hmm. so that we can work around it. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you had mentioned earlier that there's not enough women in the trades, not enough women you know, in the mm -hmm. industry. Um, can you maybe touch on your fellow workers and you know, oh. how is it the mentorship program, the apprenticeship program, how is it working with them? We, we have an apprenticeship program. Uh, I think ours is four years. I've been out of it for so long. I'm not sure if it's four or five now. Um, the partner, the partner that you work with, um, when you're younger, you pick up skills from them and you move around with partners in our trade, so you're picking up tips, little tricks everywhere you go, which is nice at my age that I have picked up all those little tips from uh, working with lots of people in lots of different um, settings, and so now I can apply those. So, Yeah, you kind of learn something new every day, especially if you work with different partners throughout your apprenticeship. Everybody has their way of doing something, and you can always learn a little bit better mm -hmm. of a way to do something mm -hmm. or you know a trick to help you not struggle by yourself mm -hmm. doing a specific task or anything mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my co-workers <laughs> yes. Local 19 who are um, very supportive of me and each other. A great group of people to work with. Yeah. Yeah. And we love shout outs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Barton Mallow Alexander for allowing yeah. us to be here today. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Yes. Yeah. 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 What, 
I can say thank you both for joining us. I know you're real anxious to get back out on the job. So um, thank you for that. And I'd also say, you know, listening to the podcast, we thank you as well. Mm -hmm. Um, You can listen to previous episodes and future episodes on all of the podcast platforms that are available. And you can also check us out at buildingpapodcast.com. Roxanne, Megan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Building PA Podcast, presented by PJ Dick. To stay up to date, follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook, and visit buildingpapodcast.com to subscribe to upcoming shows. Thanks for listening.